Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to IPU. You're listening to IPU, Immigrants Pursuit of Humanizero, Kinyarra, the word for happiness. A show that shares inspiring stories of immigrants who found and are following their passion. It's your boy Josh and your girl. Jay Tessie. Hey, Joshua. Hey, you didn't sound too excited, but it's okay. What? <laughs> In my head, I sounded really um, excited. I was actually telling myself to calm yeah. down. Yeah, no, not really. You should have just stayed on the hype thing because you were kind of low. But it's cool. Anyways, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Joshua, what's going on? Is that better? No, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, you tried. No, I, I'm oh proud of God. you. Oh, my God. You know, there's no pleasing yeah. you. Why do I try? For effort? Is that what they say? Or A for effort? A for effort. I'll take it. How you doing? Yeah. Is it F or A? A. I'm doing A good, though. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm going to slack. <laughs> oh man oh, man, oh, oh man. my god my week is okay let me tell you something today have you ever met somebody with a really interesting name like what is the most interesting name you've ever heard At most uh papa kid huh what yeah exactly no <laughs> no like not in that way like i don't know like a name you know how do you know any zimbabweans uh yeah not to throw them under the bus or anything i love me some zimbabweans but they always have like the most interesting names ever right like like trust and obey like that's a person's name <laughs> no joke <laughs> oh yeah no, no no that's one name or one name, name. <laughs> <laughs> so i kid you not i kid you not today I was uh, at work, so I went, I work in downtown, so I just walked uh, to go get something to eat, right? So uh, I'm walking, and I see this guy. You know, you can always tell an African when you see one. So uh, I saw him, and I was like, okay, he's definitely African, but I didn't want to, like, walk up to him and be like, hey, I'm African, too. You know what I mean? It would be weird, but I kind of was just, like, intrigued, like, hmm, I wonder what his story is, right? So funny enough, we end up walking to the same place to eat. And he's standing uh, behind me, and finally uh, he starts conversation. He's like, oh, you look like you're uh, from East Africa. I'm like, I am. Where are you from? And then he's like, oh, I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm like, oh, you know, so I introduced myself. And uh, guess what his name was? <laughs> My name is Trust and Obey. Okay. No, it was Opportunity. Nah, bro. I kid you not. He had his work badge with him, so I could see his name was Opportunity. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but I mean, I, I I know I know a few people actually. They're really good family friends. Mm-hmm. But all their kids have very purposeful names. They're from Rwanda. There's faithful, precious, blessing. Yeah, but those are kind of like, common. But opportunity no, but though, like that's like opportunity is a little bit. Over, yeah, it's like <laughs> a little soft on that one. But that's Making like sure an icebreaker too. though, you know. Hey girl, I'm your opportunity. <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't know. He can use oh, it as a as a line. No. You don't no. think so? I mean, it, it can. Well, I'm kind of jealous because I don't have it, so I'm going to say no. I know. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm like, I have a lot of ideas in my mind. Oh, yeah. Anyways, enough, enough of us and our funny friends. And Anyways, today's guest, though, is <laughs> a very good friend of mine. But um, other than that, he's been known I mean, in the past as a Rwandan TMZ, but uh, <laughs> he's also, well, he would like to know himself as a software developer and entrepreneur, and that's none other 
that our very own Joseph Basenge Show, aka Joe Maombi. Welcome to IP Podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing very well. <laughs> Welcome, um, Joe. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be here. You finally uh, made it. Yay. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this moment. You know, it's an opportunity. Actually, my name is Opportunity. So. <laughs> I'm You've dead. Been for <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for being here, Mr. Opportunity. Very nice oh, to have wow. you. <laughs> you know going to be funny? This dude is going to listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, kept, I kept seeing your post on uh, Instagram, and, you know, I always listen to um, your episodes, and I was like, you know, maybe one day, one day I will make it, and today <laughs> it's a special day, I'm here, I feel excited, um, yeah, so, wow. well, very special, okay. very, very special day, it's J, Joseph, J, Joshua, and J for, right, <laughs> triple J's, oh my gosh, I love it. It's a fun. It's a squad. It was meant to be. But no. um, so Joe, we know you as a man of many talents, right? But um, for Thanks the people for that, that, yeah, the people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about who Joe Malombi is. Uh, my name is Joseph Masengesho, and uh, Masengesho in Kinyarwanda doesn't mean precious or grace. It means <laughs> <laughs> prayers actually it's the same it's the same you know right um, i really like the way rwanda and the parents name their kids you know you gotta give your kids mm-hmm. a meaningful name you know mm-hmm. so my name is the prayers and that's mawombi in swahili mm. uh, so from rwanda i moved to the united states about maybe 10 years ago i came here for school went to school in oklahoma uh, where I did uh, electrical engineering and uh, then Indiana and I've been in the most amazing city, Chicago, for the last five years. So that's where I am right now. Nice. The windy city. Yeah. I want to hear a story though. Do you know that me and him were at the embassy at the same time getting our visas? Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Joshua, yeah. do you remember that time? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Here we are. We were... Yeah, we were at the embassy at the same time getting oh, our visa to the U.S. Oh man, that that's that. Crazy. that was that was 2007. Yeah, it's exactly exactly 10 yeah. years. Wow! Exactly. Yeah, look at that. Look at God. Ten that. years later, yeah. here you are. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know, Joe is doing big things. Joshua is breathing and stuff. He's being yeah. a big yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, dude, thanks for having a lot of faith making that happen. <laughs> like breathing and stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm, Joshua, I'm your guest, okay? So, who is doing it bigger? <laughs> I know, Joshua, you're doing big things too. I was just, you know, throwing a little shade your way. That was just, but yeah, so, uh, you didn't catch that. I said that's what she said. You're doing big things. Really? Oh, Can I wow. Just... I okay. just ignore that stuff. So, Joe. It's very fun to be here. Software developer. So, okay, so, walk us through your journey. So, you you come from Rwanda. Mm-hmm. You go to Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma in all places. How was that? Like, walk me through that whole process, you know, getting. I, I remember, I remember, uh, 
I think we left to Rwanda sometimes, I think it was like on Thursday, some Thursday. Mm-hmm. In Rwanda, you know, you know when you're going to, um, to Europe or America, you know you're going to probably a colder weather, you know? Right, right. So I was with uh, uh, some friends we got to, um, I think we, our first stop was in Atalanta, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in August. August, yeah, August 2007. You know, we, we, you know, we landed and uh, we had the big jackets. And guess what month it was? <laughs> it was August. It was hot like crazy, you know. So then you're like, oh, this is the United States. It was amazing. We're very excited though. You know, we're very young. We didn't, you know, we knew we were going to school and we knew that we were going to have so much fun. And uh, you know, we got to Oklahoma. Um, actually, we didn't get a time to go to the orientation. So I remember um, the first day of class, you know, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. the first time, actually, maybe the third day. We got on the third, we got in the US on the Thursday or Friday, then Monday morning, we were in the school. Oh, wow. So you go to school, you don't know what class you are going to take, you know. So I remember that time and I was like, oh man, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine that we made it. So yeah, Oklahoma was. Uh, was a very very good place especially for someone you know you come from africa come to the u.s it was uh going to a very good school it was a christian school Mm -hmm. very very good people you know interested in knowing about you um interested in 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 knowing your story and uh yeah i had a great great time in oklahoma very different to rwanda obviously very different to rwanda um, but I made so many great friends, and I think that's why I'm here. Oklahoma wow. had a big impact on me. Yeah. Wow. So w- when did you graduate, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, a day two, but it might get you a number of two. Anyways, when did you graduate? I graduated from Oklahoma in 2011. So that's four years after 2007. Um, yeah. And then what happened after that? After that... I got an internship at some company in Oklahoma for maybe a month and a half. <laughs> wow. And then uh, I went to school in Indiana, Notre Dame, fighting oh. Irish. Yeah. Notre did Dame. you watch the game on Sunday? Yeah. yeah, did you watch the game on Sunday? I did. Uh, Wait, what happened? Can you tell your audience what happened? <laughs> Please. I know you're I, a big Okay, girl, listen. Listen. <laughs> I was visiting someone and they were watching it, so I was like in and out. But I know they won, right? They won exactly. Michigan State. Yeah, they were playing Michigan State and they won. Yeah, oh, that's no, nobody cares. No one cares, okay? I do care and I'm your okay, guest so. today. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I went, to, I went to school. I went to school. So I went to school at the University of Notre Dame in 2011. Um, I did the program called ESTEM. It was a new program by the time. It's basically the um, combination of uh, um, technology, science, and entrepreneurship, you know? Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I did, um, half of my classes were, were in the electrical engineering department, and mm-hmm. some classes were uh, in the business department. So um, after Notre Dame, I came to Chicago, and that's where I am right now. I remember I actually what, came what? to your graduation. Thanks. Without an invite, I just kind of showed up. Somebody, <laughs> somebody invited you somehow. <laughs> She, she's gonna just, they just told me there's food, up. and I was like, all right, I'm there. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, um, you know, I, I had 
the greatest time in Oklahoma. And actually, I think I had some of the best college years, you know. So when I moved to Oklahoma in 2007, um, you know, I, I didn't know how college was going to be, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, back in, in high school in Rwanda, I was the kid who was always trying to, to know what's happening outside of school. I went to a boarding school. Um, a course secondaire de Dimana, and uh, probably Joshua knows that. Um, Judy, I will DM you. I will tell you about it. It's one of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the school, you know, at at, um, at Dimana, we were. It was a boarding school. No access to internet. No access to media. Nothing. You know. Sometimes, you know, on the weekends we could go watch movies, but. But I had always had um, interest in music, you know, knowing the music, um, you know, knowing new songs, good musicians, mm. but also understanding music as an industry, music as a business, what's happening, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the time, there was no opportunity to, to know and explore that. And I remember one time, me and my friends in our last year at Gimana mm. were mm. thinking about, what would be the next move? You know, when we get out of Gima um, uh, and I go to university, we're all very hopeful that we're going to KIST, you know, mm -hmm. Kigali Institute yeah. of Science and Technology. Uh -huh. Anyway, like, maybe when you go to KIST, the first thing that you should do is to open a printing media that will be distributing in boarding schools like Gima, you know, mm. because... Yeah, we need to be providing this information. We know schools were not going to allow radio stations or anything else, but right. printing media, that could be a good idea. You know, I remember talking to my friends, you know, I had some good friends who were interested in uh, media. Some of them are actually in the business, uh, running oh. television and stuff. Um, so then uh, when I got to Oklahoma, I was like, you know, this is not kids that still love music. Actually, yeah. I saw big opportunities. You know, the internet was like changing at that time. You mm -hmm. remember 2007? That's mm -hmm. when uh, Facebook, uh, MySpace, High Five, yeah. High Five. Mm -hmm. yeah. all of those things were popping up, and the people didn't know what to do with those, you know, posting videos, pictures, and all of that. There is one website that, you know, inspired me a lot. Actually, it doesn't exist anymore. It was called imem.com. I don't know if you guys, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so it was, Joshua, do you know that the website was the first online media to acquire licenses to stream music legally in the U.S.? Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so that was 2007, and then in 2009, they got acquired by MySpace, and they shut it down the same day. Dang. So yeah. sad, though, you know. So, but mm -hmm. the idea of the website was, like, if you have um, music, you can upload it and share it with your friends. So when I got to uh, Oklahoma, my roommate was a nerd. My roommate loved the computers a lot. I remember one time asking him, you know, how do you do all of this? How do you do all this coding? He was always, you know, coding. I go to classes, do mathematics and stuff, engineering, but he was always on his computer. One time I asked him, you know, what are you up to, man? He was like, I'm writing software, I'm writing codes. And I was, I was like, can you show me how I can uh, build a platform like I am, a platform where I can share music? That's mm -hmm. what I asked him. You know, he told me some, a little bit. He was like, go check something called HTML. That's what I remember, mm -hmm. you know, HTML. Then I was, I Googled HTML. Then I realized that 
the technology that people use to build the website. That's probably the fundamentals. I started from there. A month after, I had yeah. a web page that had top 10 best music videos from Rwanda on my website. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh man, this technology can actually get rid of the printing media we were trying yeah. to build. Mm -hmm. And I can do it for free. I don't have to hire people to write. I don't have to pay people to print. I don't have to do anything, you know? Yeah. So then I was like, man, there is so much music from Rwanda that people mm -hmm. don't know about, you know? Don't, get, they don't get to hear from here when they're here. Yeah, when you, when you get to, when you are in Rwanda, you know, sometimes, yeah. actually that time in 2007, Joshua, you remember, Rwandan music wasn't that big. It wasn't no. that big. You know, people were always listening to Kenyan music, Ugandan music, and most of the time, obviously, American mm -hmm. music. Yeah. So when I got here, I was like, this is an opportunity to probably put whatever music that I brought on my cities, upload yeah. it on my laptop, put yeah. it on the web, and share it to my friends. And yeah. then make this platform an environment where anyone who brought some music can upload their music and share it. That was the idea. You weren't that worried about, about um, copyrights or anything like that? Or does that even I, exist I, in Rwanda? I, I, I was scared about it. I will tell you about that. I was scared about it. But I think I was more compelled by the idea. I was like, although there might be copyright musicians mm -hmm. themselves, we'd appreciate that. Because the good music that I enjoy, that I have, mm -hmm. it's just me. Not many other people have it. You know, yeah. so I built a website that was just in Rwanda was the first version of Rwanda was a platform where Rwandan music um, listeners, people who uh, appreciate music, people who have music can go create an account, upload your MP3 songs, and then um, share yeah. it with your friends. You know, we were going there to check out what new songs came out in Rwanda, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's how you do. You went out there. And you hope they uploaded something that they told you over the phone. And you go, and you nobody else understood what you're listening to because it's all American school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your touch. So that was 2008, a year after I got to the United States. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, then in 2009, uh, I got an opportunity to go back home for an internship, summer internship. And when I got there, I showed some of my friends who I knew worked in the media. They were mostly radio presenters. I told them, you know, guys, I created a platform where actually you guys don't need to, to be playing music on the radio stations. Actually, you can put them on the internet and the whole world will know about it. They were like, you're lying. Nobody cares about <laughs> modern music. No one knows about this. Then I was like, just hold, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I showed them the website and they were like, oh, man, this is so cool. They, they introduced me to some of the um, top musicians at the time. And that's the same year I met the band, who is still mm -hmm. my good friend, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember somebody gave me his number. I was like, you know, man, this guy is killing it. Go meet him. Tell him about this, you know. Uh, I know you guys will work something up. Yeah. So, yeah, I met the band and some of other great musicians, Riderman, all of that. All, all those guys, you know, they they like the idea, and that's when actually I was scared, 
to tell them that I created a platform where people can listen to their music for free. Mm. Because I had the American mentality. I was like, you know, copyright and stuff. Right. For them, actually, it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to get more listeners. Of mm. course, there is a problem of copyright, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the biggest problem they had at the time. At the mm. time, what they had was to make their music. They were trying know. to market themselves. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I brought. So ever since that relationship between I got the technology to market your music and you have the music and we both have the same goals. You know, that's what makes in Rwanda very different, by the way. So mm-hmm. our, our mentality is not to create the biggest business to make a lot of money. Our mentality, mm-hmm. what motivates us every day is to create a platform where people can exchange information around the media. We start with music. And we work with musicians who have the mentality of to make better music that reaches, you know, a larger audience. Mm. So, and that's mm. how we still operate today. So that's the story of Finger Rwanda. That was 2009. And, you know, up until now, you know, the team has grown and we can go into details about that. That's powerful. Uh, wow. Uh, but now, how, how did that affect, how did that affect you? Your, your 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 work because you say you got you you had a degree in uh, electrical engineering. Yes. How did you right. how did you how did you manage to balance running a website and then having your doing your electrical engineering? How did you even merge the two? It was it was hard, but when you like something, you like it, man. You can't stop. You can't stop. You do it regardless mm-hmm. under any circumstance. So in the first year, you know, I actually, when you think about it, Josh, it's not very different. It's not completely oranges and apples, you know. Electrical yeah. engineering, you know, it's technology. It involves a lot of coding. You know, we, we take uh, uh, programming classes. Those who mm-hmm. went to school for engineering, you know, today you cannot say you are an engineer if you cannot code. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you are an engineer <laughs> and you can code, I'm not trying to diss you, but I'm trying to tell you that <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I was learning how to build the websites. And in the school, they are teaching me how to code whatever it is. So it was kind of, you know, there was some, you know, something in common. Actually, it pushed me to yeah. understand technology any better. Of course, it requires yeah. me to, to dedicate enough time in school and have enough time to work on my platform. But one thing yeah. else that I did pretty well, which uh, um, actually when it happened, I didn't know, is is to involve people, man. You know, if you are building a business and you want your business to go further, you are going to need to work with people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that that that's what I did in the first year, two thousand nine. Before I came back from Rwanda, mm-hmm. I had to find a team on the ground because the summer two thousand nine. That was like the best years that in Rwanda has ever known in terms of, you know, publicity. It's what's being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talked on the street in terms of media, technology, all of yeah. that. But when I had mm-hmm. to come back, I, ne- I needed to find the people. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky. I was that one mm-hmm. lucky person um, who had the friends who were interested in what I was doing. And um, I shared the idea. They understood it. Then it was started yeah. there. So I was in school. Go ahead. Yeah, go that ahead. Gonna be, yeah, that was gonna be my next question: is how, how did you how did you pick these people? I mean, you're, you're talking about it's, it's it, in a period of one summer in 2009. You have to come up with a team that's gonna help you run an entire platform. 
And this is right when it's actually starting to become big, you know. So I, I, it's just I'm curious. I guess how do you how do you pick these people? How do you you can't just say it's friends because I have friends, and if they if they think it's them, I don't care. I have friends that I would not involve in certain things. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's tough to come up with that, you know, the specifics. So how do you do that? Yeah. So. Yeah, in, in when you are starting a business as a startup, you know, I could most people would tell you the hardest problem is exactly what you just described. How do you pick the first people to join your team? Yeah, I think the secret which worked, although I didn't even know it, mm. you need to find the people who are like you. Mm. Yeah, to share the so, same vision. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because when you are a startup. Most of the, unless you were lucky and you have like you know, a breakthrough technology, you start with no money. You start with an idea. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you don't have money, what you mm -hmm. have is an idea. You need to find people mm -hmm. who understand and support that idea. Those mm -hmm. are the people who help you to push to push the, the idea forward. Mm -hmm. So I had actually it goes back to the same people that I told you about from high school. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2009, those guys were going to college in Kigali, the same university that you had already planned to go as a group. Yes. I went back to them and I told them, you know, things have changed. It's no longer a printing media. Now it's a website. This is how it works. You write something, you post it. You know, these are studios. You go get the music, musicians work with them. These are cameras. You go and take pictures and post them, you know. These guys, you know, uh, pick up the technology pretty quickly, and I didn't need to tell them to push them. They were all already pushing themselves because we shared the same ambitions, mm -hmm. we shared the mm -hmm. same dreams, and that's how mm -hmm. I formed this the team. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I still work with those people. Those are my partners after all these wow. years. years. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like starting a business. The hardest thing is to find the team. Mm -hmm. Especially the team mm -hmm. that you are going to start with, you need to start people. You need you need to to find people who are not driven with mostly financial gains. You need to find people who are crazy like you. Let me use the term crazy because when you're mm -hmm. starting a business, most of times people think you are crazy because the idea might not be obvious to everyone. You know, mm -hmm. find those people who you share the same craziness. You know, somebody mm -hmm. that you tell something. <laughs> They don't need a lot of explaining. You know, they're like, I understand. I mm -hmm. understand. When you leave, actually, guess what? Mm -hmm. These are the people who bring new ideas that you didn't even think about. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, when you're starting out a new business, a lot of people don't share the same vision as you. So you do have those naysayers. Did you ever have that when you were, you know, starting out? telling people your idea where people are saying, oh, what are you talking about? There's YouTube, you know, what is that? Did you ever have any people around you that were kind of discouraging you to go through with the idea? Um, yeah, you could, you could easily just want a MySpace and create a page and did that. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> what are some of the, the struggles and challenges you face? I still, I still have those tips in it today. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Excuse me. Uh, you know, it's there were some people like that, you know, who are like um, the technology. The, actually, for 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 the music industry and especially for Rwanda, a small country like Rwanda, mm -hmm. the issue wasn't even 
you can create my space or can go to YouTube. People were like, Rwanda is so small. There is no Rwanda in music, actually. That's the mm. first thing that people say, you know. They were like, there is no Rwanda music to share. You are going to have a hundred songs. In it, in it, <laughs> oh my gosh, a hundred songs, though, really? <laughs> it, 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 it might as well be, though. He's right, because most of it was oldies and nobody really listened to the old songs. I listen to yeah. oldies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for yeah. you, but for me, coming from Rwanda, I'm watching them on TV every single day when I turn on the TV. So it's like, you want to see, okay, what's new, what's hip, you know? If I'm coming to the States, somebody asks me, I'm going to listen to some Rwanda music. I'm not going to show Cecilia Katie. I'm going to find the B. I'm going to go find the best. Man. There's nothing wrong with her, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's like you're trying to appeal to a younger generation. Yeah. Say, yeah so yeah. so uh, it, was, it was actually what happened was magical i cannot even explain how it really happened so we went and when i went back to rwanda in 2009 mm -hmm. the music has changed it within two years you know when i left in 2007 joshua can tell you that you know we didn't have yeah. people like the band or maybe we didn't have like tom Cruise. we didn't have that in 2009 yeah. when i went back man the music has changed you know actually that's okay. what inspired me i was like do you guys have all this music and no one knows about it? You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I remember, actually, let me give credit to one person. His name is DJ Bob, you know? Mm -hmm. DJ Bob, he was like a guy. His name, is, his name was almost on every city you could get out of Rwanda when you think about music, you know? Oh, wow. he, was a, he was a DJ who sold uh, uh, CD music in Kigali. And when I went back in 2009, he told me, man, I get a lot of people who come here asking music. And now, mm -hmm. if you are going to put this music on the internet, we need to work together. He gave me almost every song that was like out, out there in the Kigali. Wow. And he, he helped me to get even pictures from those musicians and everything. And when I put it on the line, all those people who were against it, Rwanda music were like, Actually, this music's so good, you know. <laughs> they can, you know, search, 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 you know, you go in there, search, search a musician, you find the five songs, and you probably knew just one. You listen mm -hmm. to the song, you listen mm -hmm. to another one, you send it to your friend, your friend sends it to his friends. And 2009, Facebook was like a growing up, growing up very quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. People were sharing all the links on you on Facebook, and everything was like, you know, people started to say, actually, Rwanda music is so good. And guess what? That's the same way it is today, you know. The music has mm -hmm. changed so dramatically. All those people who used to think Rwanda music is not great or they can't make any progress, I think they are now seeing the, the things are, are in the same. Yes, so you find those people who say, it's not this actually i read the book uh, i do not recall the title that says if you have a good if you are starting a business or when you just have an idea mm -hmm. an idea comes on your mind if you share that idea with um your friends or people around you and everyone loves it you gotta think twice that's probably not a good idea mm. you know the the, the the reason behind it, it it is probably very obvious. It's obvious, so it makes sense. They say your idea is to provide the free food. Oh man, everyone is gonna go. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know. So, and when when you share your idea, and everyone says no, no, no. Also, you gotta think twice. You know, maybe it's impossible. You know. 
But when you have the idea world, a few people, a few people are saying, okay, actually, now get it, now get it. And many other people are confused. That's, that's probably where the idea is because most of the times, if something is, is new, it's, it's a breakthrough, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't know it. Or even a lot of people didn't have time to think about it. Mm. I think that's where the idea of Nyarwanda is. And it is still the same for a lot of other things. Maybe we'll talk about it, like cinema, photography, movies, all of that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. People still believe, oh, Rwanda, Rwanda is so small, one language. Uh, we don't have famous uh, musicians or uh, act, actors like in Nigeria, you know? Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 in that angle, you know, it's in that angle. Mm. So yeah, people will discourage you, others will motivate you, but hey, no one told you to come up with the idea. You gotta listen to yourself. Hey, <laughs> like I like that. that. I like that. <laughs> exactly. I like <laughs> that. But go ahead, Joshua. No, no, no. It was just I was saying it's dope. That's all. I was. I'm just having a little moment of excitement. It's pretty nice. <laughs> so how have you been able to sustain it? Um, for it being free, now you have, you know, you have a whole big team and uh, the artists see how much, you know, how successful you are right now. Like, do they come back and say, hey, Joe, so, you know, your site's popping right now. Let's talk money. Like, how have you been able to, I guess, you know, uh, grow and manage to keep it free for the listeners oh and and, and, and why why you answer that I, I just remember someone meant to ask but i forgot you know you talked about the naysayers how do you how do your family feel about it too while you talk about your family as well and what you just said uh my mom i always want to know what the family's thinking my mama still doesn't know what we do <laughs> <laughs> that's funny actually maybe right now Right now, she sometimes like, you know, hears on the radio people talking about in Rwanda, and I used to, to tell her about it, you know, way back. Yeah. And she kind of has an idea, yeah. but she still doesn't understand. My younger brother instead, my younger brother, at the time in 2009, he was in high school, you know? Yeah. Man, it was so hard to tell him what I, I'm trying to do. You know, see, he didn't understand. But now, guess guess who is like developing the next in Rwanda? Your brother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, my family was just like everyone else, you know. Mm. But they knew that I love music a lot. So they believed mm. in me. They believed in mm. me. They believed in what I was doing. And uh, I think you now most of them, my younger brother grew up. They grew up now, they see what, what, what I do. I remember uh, in 2012 when I went back, so I took them to our office. They saw, like, you know, a team and the things that we do. It, it was like a mm-hmm. uh, phenomenon. It was really great. It was great. Yeah. 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 And back wow. to uh, Judy's so, so. Judy, Judy question yeah. about yeah. how I was able to make yeah. Rwanda. So, yeah. Our, our business model initially was. You know, it's advertisement based. You know, if you have a website, yeah. you know, it's media. The uh-huh. revenue will always, will most of the times, you know, we're talking about the last decade of the website started, started, you know, from YouTube, Facebook, Google, all of those, you know, most of their revenue come from, their revenues come from advertisement. So that was the matter for in Rwanda. So, yeah, we, re- we went for, I think, maybe almost three years. No money, nothing. And um, 
I remember, actually, I remember <laughs> 2009, the first summer, the first summer that yeah. we started in Rwanda. Actually, that's not true. Yeah. The first year <laughs> I was in Kigali before I came back, uh, yeah. I was like, man, this website is so cool. A lot of people are talking about it on the radios. We need to start making money. Then yeah. a friend of mine, you know, he was from Mirambo. Joshua knows about uh, Miramba a lot. So, <laughs> Josh, you do. Yeah, Yami Joe. So, so he was like, man, he was like, man, people in Miramba will love to um, to advertise like all those uh, like you know, um, shops, you know, shoes shoes shops, you know, uh, yeah. clothing lines, all of that kind of stuff. They probably gonna need probably will love to advertise on your website. Then I was like, oh yeah, you think so? I was like, yeah, cool. Let's go to Nyamiramba and find people to advertise on this new website you just created. We went there. We, we, the first shop we got into, you know, we told the guy, hey, we have a website. You know, it's very popular. A lot of people are talking about it on, on, uh, on radio stations and stuff, you know. We were hoping that we can probably take pictures of your stuff and put them on the line. And then you, people will come, you will get more customers, and then you pay as it was like, Oh, you're taking my products and you put them on your website. Actually, should be paying me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love our people, though. That's uh, funny. Uh, yeah, so that's what, that's what he told me. You know, when he told me that, I was like, oh man, maybe this is like not the right place. <laughs> we went to the next one. Went to the next one. This guy, actually, I think he's still in the business and he's doing very well. He was very open minded. I think we, we had the deal. We had the deal, but I was supposed to be the one going in his shop, be mm. responsible for the pictures, cleaning the pictures, and then posting them on my website. <laughs> That's how I made my first money. That's wow. how I made my first money. Yeah. Wow. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, fast forward to 2012, no, 2011, I think. Mm -hmm. 2010, actually. No, year after. In Rwanda was big because <clears throat> my team was killing it all over. They were writing good stuff, posting music. We got approached by um, MTN and some other big telecom companies like Rwanda Tel, which no longer exists. Yeah. Um, they were like, you know, your website, your website is um, on top. You know, a lot of young people are visiting it. So can we buy an advertisement uh, spot on there? I was like, ah, maybe you can. Maybe you can. I'll That's think about not it. A... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take our availability. Okay? <laughs> that, that's, not, no, that's not a bad idea. We, yeah. signed, we signed our first our first contract, and I wasn't there. My team did it. We were very excited. Oh, you know? wow. And uh, so wow. that's how we were able to open an office, buy better equipment and stuff. And... Um, Back to musicians, yeah. how do we work? You said musicians should say, hey, Joe, uh, you've been helping us a lot, giving us, let's give you some money. I think, I don't know if that's what you meant, you know. No, Somebody, I, yeah. I meant, because starting out, when you started out with Nyarganda, none of, you weren't making money and they knew that and you were kind of helping them, you know, in a way because you were marketing their stuff, right? But back then, a lot of those musicians weren't really that popular. Like the band back then and now, like he's he's now a mega star. But back then, he really wasn't that popular, right? Yeah. Well, at least not here. But um, 
now that he is a mega star and your site is doing really really well like have you had anybody not just him but like have you had any other musicians come back and kind of like well you know i should be making money off of it now or you know you, should you know be- let, let me tell let me tell you something mm-hmm. you know when i was in high school um i used to believe that i would be a musician sometime you know i used to write my own song can you sing yeah i, I uh, Everybody can sing. I don't know about no, the quality. <laughs> I like, I like, I like. I don't know about the quality of the song, but everybody can sing. So, mm-hmm. so even still today, although I don't get involved in music a lot, I still feel like I, I, I am a musician, but I'm, I, I'm not a singer. I'm not a producer. I'm somebody mm-hmm. who is working in the music industry to push other people mm-hmm. to do better, to mm-hmm. do better. And mm-hmm. that's how most of my, my, my team, the people in my team are, you know, we, mm-hmm. we are the, another piece of the puzzle to build the music industry in Rwanda. So we have wow. dedicated our time. We have worked with these people, with musicians, radio presenters to create, to create a platform. In Rwanda's main goal is not to not not only be a popular website where people come it's not tms joshua we never <laughs> did the TMZ. <laughs> instead, uh... instead we, we want we wanted to create a platform that is better than how it used to be because yeah. to be honest with you mm-hmm. musicians made the music and then they had to pay people to play their music think about it mm-hmm. wow you worked so hard to make a song and then somebody's like for for me to play your song, you need to pay me. Mm. I think that was that, that was not right. So you so, were kind of like their savior. You just so in. so we came in. We were like, you know, guys, we appreciate that you didn't uh, raise the issue of copyright. You know, mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning, you know, um, you know, the copyright law in Rwanda wasn't that very strict. Um, now mm. it is, you know, starting to get better. It's there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's there. But the idea until two thousand fourteen. We didn't charge any musician for anything, for any service mm. that we do. Mm-hmm. And mm. musicians were really kind enough to always give us their new songs. But That's nice. yeah, YouTube, YouTube, starting with YouTube in 2014, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other streaming services started to pay oh. people to host their yeah. content, you know? Mm-hmm. And okay. in Rwanda was the first media among all radio stations televisions to make money online and then call musicians and pay them back oh this is your money yeah 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 2014. wow Wow. so we called the musicians i remember we said this is your money it wasn't a lot because um that time the most most of the, the the revenue comes from um, videos, you know, at mm-hmm, the time, mm-hmm. the quality of videos wasn't that great, but not too great. Now, some of them are, uh, are, their hopes are high. They're like, you know, oh, yeah, this is an industry can stick and, you know, can stick around and make more. So, in Rwanda is trying so hard to create a platform where people can make music. Actually, not music, you know, can probably talk about, you know, what we are also doing with uh, uh, the media industry and the photography. We want to create a platform where people can make music or um, any other type of uh, media industry as a business. We want to build it together. 
We bring in something that they don't possess. It's a technology. We bring technology and they bring the talents. And then mm -hmm. together we can build something that benefits them. Exactly. I exactly. Love it. So, yeah. Being a middleman and you join them to the rest of the world. I like that. So what yeah. is your biggest motivator? What inspires you to do what you do? Oh man. I love to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. So when I do what I do well, it's like when I win, when I win, I feel happy. And you can ask me, what do you call a win? My win is when I say I want to do something, then I do it. If I say we want to build um, a, a, a platform where people can do music as a business and i see involvement from um, other partners musicians themselves my team members and if we put together efforts and see the results that motivates me you know i get motivated hmm. when the things that i want to do are getting done it doesn't matter it's a process you know mm -hmm. it's a process it doesn't have to be in one night but i get motivated when um my dreams my dreams, you know, I have dreams. I have like things that, I, you know, you know, when you sit down, you know, sometimes you say, man, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. That yeah. process of getting that done is what motivates me, you know, but all, always it's within things that you like, you know, I like media. I like the music. I love uh, to share information. I want people to know what I know, especially when it comes to music, um, when it comes to, now we can talk about technology actually i'm passionate about two things i'm passionate about you know the music as an industry but also i'm passionate about technology so when i'm sharing technology when i'm using technology to solve uh, people's problems like real life problems that motivates me a lot and that's how in rwanda um i i, I can't stop even at now i can't stop because it's going well it's going well <laughs> it's going well to be honest with you you know for some people when you look at it you say Ah, Rwanda music hasn't changed, you know, but my motivation is to remember how it was in 2007 and what it is right Dude, now. That is exactly what, what, what the podcast is about. You're, the one thing that motivates you is making sure you're happy at the end. You're pursuing your happiness. Exactly. That's the umune zero part. The umune zero part, you know? Yeah. I like to be happy. So you are. You are pursuing the happiness, and like that's it's literally the definitely the name, everything that the podcast about. So that's pretty, that's pretty neat. And I don't know, maybe I'll find my yeah. Happiness. You know, if you want to do something and and it you see it happening, it doesn't have to be too fast, like you know, zero to 100, you know, mm -hmm. if it can be zero to 20, 20 to 25, you know, it takes a long time to get to 100, but when there is that progress. Man, mm. I think uh, that's how I get motivated. I, you know, I get motivated great. by learning. Also, another piece of, you know, what motivates me, it's the things that I learn every day, you know? Not every day is perfect. You know, sometimes you plan things, they don't, hap they don't happen as you planned. But yeah. every time, every time that, you know, you plan something, it goes sideways or it goes, you know, something that you didn't plan, you know, that process of learning, how to keep your things in a line, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Wow. What was, what's, so 
right. I can't. I don't even know. That's 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 pretty cool. I'll probably, probably figure it out. Anyways, that's all the questions I had. Let's talk about about soft software engineering part. We talked about in Rwanda. Then I love technology. Let's talk about technology. You know. So have you always uh, known? Were, have you always known that you wanted to major in soft? You wanted to be a software developer since you were young. Like, have you always had this passion, or did you discover it along the way? I I think I, I would say that I discovered that along the way because in Rwanda, when you are like ten years old, you don't even know what you know that, <laughs> what that is. You don't know. You just like you know say. I'm gonna do this if it works. I will do the next thing. So I never knew, but yeah. today mm. it's like, look, look. We, I'm sitting in my my uh, my Chicago apartment, and mm. Joshua is in San Diego, and Judy <laughs> is in Michigan. We are having yeah. a conversation, and this podcast is going to be listened by a hundred of thousands of people, and mm. it is going to have impact on their lives. A lot of people are probably gonna learn a lot. A lot of people are gonna be teased, maybe, but what we said, or a lot of other people, you know, it happens. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so it's like this whole, you know, it's, it's life is good, life is good, and it's all powered by technology. I love to learn about things that enable people to do what they wanna do. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So, so. So it's like technology to me, it's not necessarily uh, mm -hmm. being nerdy, you know, coding things that people can't can, can code or do things that people can't understand. Mm -hmm. Technology mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's, it's the catalyzer to make life better. It's the catalyzer yeah. to make life better. Whether it's through business, you know, through business yeah. or through yeah. education or through all other things that technology is, you know, affecting, you know. I yeah. do believe that even for a successful business in technology, it has to be something that enables somebody to, to do oh. their job, to do their yeah. things better. If it's not doing that, they will buy your stuff today and tomorrow mm -hmm. they won't come back. That's true. You know? That's true. So, so That's if, very true. Yeah, so That's if very you, true. Yeah, it's, it's very correct. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, I enjoy this, this industry because yeah. I have nothing but evidence Mm -hmm. um, about how it is making life easy. I feel very connected to my family today more than, you know, a decade ago, you know. That's I can speak to my mother at any time, and that's, you know, thanks to people like WhatsApp, that's, Google, Facebook, all yeah. these guys are doing amazing things to make life easier and better on a daily basis. That's, that's true. true. I take for granted so many times, but that's definitely something that, has been better even saying 10 years ago. And I, I, I me coming here, I myself will just speak for it. But if we're to start talking about technology and all that, I'm pretty sure we can go on for days. We'll be on for hours. But unfortunately, I had to be the Debbie Downer and the party pooper. We have to kind of wind this down. However, I would like you to tell people, you know, that were listening, where can they, people follow you on Instagram or, or Twitter, if people still have Twitter out here, or Facebook. If you want to share that info, you can. You know, this, this yeah. Is um. Uh. My name. My name on social media is Joe Mawombi. Yeah. On Facebook, Instagram, and uh, 
you know, LinkedIn, I keep it a professional. It's my name. Joseph. Government name. <laughs> <laughs> it's my government name. Joseph yeah. So you can follow me over there. You can also follow uh, in your Rwanda page, you know, on uh, Facebook, Art in Rwanda, Instagram, and you can also uh, follow up our AfriFem. You know, I didn't get to talk about, you know, the things that we are doing in the content creation, like media, I mean, uh, movies, uh, TV shows, and photography. So we do all of those things under the AfriFem brand. We're gonna so, have to bring you back. So we can talk yeah, about so that. have to. So, we have to bring you back. Yeah, check, check, check our page on um, uh, Facebook, either in Rwanda or Afrifem Instagram, and on YouTube. I know if you are you 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 are interested in Rwandan music, you know about the Afrifem channel. That's where you find all yeah. the the coolest music. So stay there, yeah. subscribe, and uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. I enjoyed being here, man. You know, I, we you, enjoyed you know, having was, you, Joe. You need to come back. Definitely, it was fun having you. Well, you go come back, that's for sure. Yeah, I had, had the Umune Zero. I had the Umune Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like the way you're Everybody else listening, you'll listen to yet another episode of IP Podcast. IP Podcast will share stories of immigrants who found and are following their passion. Tune in next week to hear some more of these stories. And if you're someone you know is following their passion, reach out to us either by email at ipupodcast at gmail.com or sliding our DMs on Instagram at ipupodcast. We'd love to have you or them as our guest. And as usual, if you like this episode, feel free to share with your, with your friends, your mama's friends, and everybody else. And thank you again. It's been your boy Josh and your girl. Jay Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Until next time.